You are listening to the Journey Christian Church Podcast. For more information and resources, visit us online at journeycc.net. Today's message is brought to you by Scott McFarland. We hope you enjoy. In 2008, the U.S. Olympic teams, both the men and the women's team, had favored teams for the 4x100 relay. Both teams were inundated with stars that had won medals for sprints throughout their career. The entire news media and everybody around the world assumed that the United States teams would win the race. And both teams, both the men and the women teams, started off well. Their first one out of the blocks, both jumped into the lead when they ran their perspective, respective races. But during the race, something happened. In both situations, one of the runners, that woke you up, dropped the baton. And by doing so, they disqualified their team from the race. They should have won. Based on their talent, their expertise, their skill set, their incredible uh, work ethic, all both teams should have won the race. But they lost because they didn't carry the baton to the finish line. Today, I want to talk to every parent in this room, every young person in this room. I want to talk to every business leader as well as those that work for them. I want to talk to every church member and every church leader. The race is not won by your skill set or expertise or your accolades or all the things you value in this world. The only way you win the race is to carry and pass the baton to the next team member well. And that's what we're going to talk about today is passing the baton. Paul is writing this letter called 2 Timothy. It's the second letter he wrote to Timothy that we have in our scriptures. And it's the last words, his last writings, if you will, to one of his protégés. And while writing to Timothy, Timothy is a young leader who doesn't feel qualified or capable of running this leadership race. He feels like he's failing. He feels like he's not qualified. He feels like he can't live up or match up to what Paul did in the church of Ephesus. And so Paul writes to Timothy this special letter. And today he talks about passing the baton of the gospel to the next group, to the next teacher, to the next leader. And I'm telling you today of all the things that you have responsibility for in your life, the number one thing you carry with you is the grace and gospel good news of Jesus Christ. If you don't pass that baton well, you are jeopardizing the eternity of every generation after you. So we want to learn how to pass the baton and not drop it. Amen? That's what we're going to talk about today in 2 Timothy chapter 2. If you've got your Bibles, pull them open. It's in the very back of the scriptures, a little bit ahead of Revelation. If you've got your phone or your app, you can pull that up on your app and search up 2 Timothy 2 and run, walk along with me as we look at this story from Timothy or from Paul to Timothy about carrying the baton. I'm going to tell you up front while you're looking it up, there are three times during a race that a runner can drop the baton. Three times. The first time is when they receive it. The second time is when they're running. And the third time is when they relay it to the next team member. We're going to look at all three of those in the passage that we're discussing today out of 2 Timothy. 
First, look at the receiving it. Paul writes to Timothy this statement. He says, you then, my son, be strong in the grace that has been given to you in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace. Everybody say that with me. Be strong in the grace. And then he goes on. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust or hand off to reliable people who will also be qualified to hand off or teach others. So the things that I've passed on to you, Timothy, you take those things and pass them on to others who are capable of handing it off to others after them. The entire race of life is the passing of a baton. And in this case, it's the gospel. He starts by saying, Timothy, be strong in the grace. I, I think that's really powerful because that's the point at which you receive Jesus is good news, is the strong in the grace. When you're running along in a race and the runner behind you is running, they hit the hand of your hand really hard. So you grab hold of that and you grab strong that baton so you don't drop it in the exchange. To receive it, you've got to grab hold or grab strongly that gospel message. You received a gift. That's what grace means. You received a gift when Jesus, through others, has passed on the gospel, the good news of Jesus to you. It's a gift. That's exactly what that word means. Grace means a gift that's been given to you that you don't deserve, you haven't earned, you aren't qualified, you don't have permission, and yet God, through his love, through Jesus, gave you his grace. You received it. It's his blessing. And he wants to give it to you. I noticed that in this passage, he's trying to encourage Timothy, who doesn't feel qualified or capable of preaching and teaching and carrying the gospel to others. He doesn't even feel like he should be doing that. And yet he's receiving this incredible gift from Paul to pass along. Parents, I wonder if maybe you feel that way. Do you remember, those of you that are parents, do you remember when you first held your little child? How unqualified, incapable, fearful. How am I going to raise this little body into a real life? An adult. Well, how much more is the gospel when it's been laid in your hands? The good news of Jesus put in the hands of sinners to carry on to the next generation. And yet, that's the power of grace. You have received a gift. And the gift is more important than the runner. Let me say that again. You've received a gift. And the gift is more important than the runner. The baton matters most in a race, not the runners of the race. And then he goes on and says, now listen, Timothy, this is why you're qualified. This is why you're capable. This is why you have the ability to carry this gift along. You've received the gospel. The gospel has the power. It has the authority. It has the ability to favor and bless a person's life. If you've received it, it's going to bless you. So all you have to do is pass it to the next person. All you have to do is hand it off. That's your race because the baton is more important than the runner. Don't miss the baton when it's handed to you. So that's why today I gave you a baton. 
Well, it's more like a short uh, paper towel roll. But I wrote on mine gospel. You could put, you could take a pen right now, write gospel or Jesus on that. You could write what you want. You've been given a baton. Every person in this room has been given many batons in life. You've been given the authority to raise children if you're a parent. You've been given the responsibility of being a spouse if you're married. You've been given the, the calling of a purpose in life through a career or through the blessings that God has put in your life. You have been given the responsibility of being a citizen of the nation you live in. You've been given the gospel of Jesus if you've been given the story of Christ. Have you received it? Have you grabbed hold of the grace? Some in this room, some watching online today, have never put your hand back to grab hold of the grace. Jesus is offering it. People have been sharing it. I'm telling you it's there, but you got to reach your hand back to grab hold of the grace. What's the grace of God that you refuse to reach back and grab today? And who in your life continues to offer you this baton of God that you either need to thank or listen and respond? I, I did that. I just took my, I took my little baton here and I wrote some names of people that did well at passing the gospel to me. I thought of, I thought of Ollie Darby, Diana's dad, who demonstrated to me, invited me along, embraced me as this kid who wanted to date his daughter. I was lucky I didn't have a shotgun taken to my head. But he cared for me and loved me enough and showed me Jesus and demonstrated it and talked about Jesus with me. Ollie Darby passed the baton to me. I thought of Bill Walker, who was the first minister that made the Bible come alive to me. And I really wanted to know about God and about Jesus more than ever in my life. And he, he was the one that opened the scriptures and passed the baton to me. And on and on it goes. I thought of people in my life. I thought of my grandpa. My grandpa was a carpenter and a farmer. He used to build houses and he would take me along. And while he was building houses and teaching me carpentry skills, or while he was on a tractor with me telling, talking to me about farming, he would tell me about God. And I would watch him on a Sunday morning, loving on people as this farmer and carpenter in his church, passing the baton to me. Who's passed the baton? To you? Who's the names that you should put on your baton that loved you enough to share Jesus with you? Maybe they deserve a phone call today or a text message or a prayer to Jesus thanking him for them passing them along. Certainly at communion today, as, as we heard from Penny, Jesus offers you grace and passed it to the cross. Will you receive it? Grab hold of the grace. He's offering it to you. And then Paul goes on with Timothy. Timothy, you've been given this gift. You don't need to be timid. You don't need to be shy. You don't need to feel unqualified. You don't need to feel unworthy. You've been receiving this grace. Now, here it is. Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ. Just pause right there on that verse, Diana. Join with me in suffering. Hallelujah. Remember that last week we talked about constraints. 
join with me in suffering. I want to suffer for the Lord. Let's sign up today. I'm sorry. Give me the baton. I'm ready to suffer. Now, what he's saying is, every runner knows this. Every soldier knows this. Even every farmer knows this. He's going to use those three metaphors to say that when you train for something, it takes work. Those of you that ever ran a race or played in a sport or worked on a farm or joined the military or worked in a company or went to school for 12 years to graduate, you know it takes work to finish. Come on, I can get an amen on that. There is suffering, effort, difficulty. When you're running the race, instead of throwing the baton away and saying, I don't want it, you need to run that race to the finish line because it's been given to you to run. And with the gospel comes difficulty and challenges. But there's something on the other side at the end of the line. He gives three metaphors here. First of all, the soldier says, you're like a soldier. You guys know this about the military, that if you sign up to be a soldier in the military or work in the armed forces, there is one specific rule that is true in every place you serve. You obey the commanding officer. It don't go well for you if you don't obey. You get to do a lot of dishwashing if you don't obey. What he's saying is you already know that to be true as a soldier. That's the way it works in the authority of God too. He has given you the gospel to run with, so obey him and run. He's the one that sets the rules, not us. He's the one that's the commanding officer, not us. It's not our job to tell him what to do. It's his job to tell us what to do. Can I get an amen? So we know that in our heads. We don't always like that in our hearts, do we? We don't like being a soldier sometimes. We prefer he give us the grace, but we don't want to run the race. But with the baton comes the challenge of running for him and not ourselves. So we're like a soldier. We're also like the athlete. You know about this with regards to the athlete. When they run the race, they have to stay in their lane. They have to follow through. They have to hold the baton all the way around the track. They can't just drop it or get rid of it or ignore it. If they drop it, they'll get disqualified. So as an athlete, I got to keep running, keep running as fast as I can, holding the baton the entire time. When I go to pass it in the relay, in just a minute, we'll talk about this. When I go to pass it relay, there's a specific lane area that I have to pass the baton in. If I don't pass the baton in that area, I get disqualified. There's rules to winning a race. And I don't get to set the rules. As an athlete, I have to follow the rules. And the baton is the secret to the rules. See, the baton has to be held for you to win the race. And then finally, he says, you're like a farmer. If you've been a farmer or if you know farmers, you know this is true. They start early in the season. They start to till up the ground and make the soil ready. And then they invest money into the seed to plant into this ground. And then they cover it up and count on God to give them rain and 
or in California, you count on the government. But either way, you just, you count on rain and water to water the seed. Finally, it grows into a plant or a tree and creates the fruit. And it's at the harvest, not during the season, but at the harvest that you see the benefit. And he's saying, you wait till the harvest, you'll see the benefit. You'll get the reward. You'll get to enjoy it, but you have to do all the work to get to the harvest at the end. And that's exactly what the gospel does in your life. You have to follow the commands of the commanding officer. You have to run the race according to the rules, and you have to work and work and work with the gospel until you get to the end line. And then, God willing, you run the race so well, you get to the end and you hear from the commander, well done, good and faithful servant. See, if you're going to run the race, you only stay qualified by holding the gospel all the way through to the end. And he's telling Timothy this, who feels like he's already dropped it. Maybe you've felt that way. Maybe there's been things in your life you've done where you feel like you're disqualified, where you let the baton go, where, where you're not following Jesus, where you're not following his rules, where you're not doing what he's called you to do. Maybe you received it one time, but you've dropped it along the way and you feel like, well, my race is over, it's done. <laughs> Jesus says, no, it's not. My cross paid for that. So I'm handing you the gospel again. Start running your race. You receive it and you run with it. And then you relay it. Look what Paul says to him about the relay. He says, remember, verse 8, remember Jesus Christ. Remember Jesus, raised from the dead, descended from David, this is my gospel. This is my good news for which I'm suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. He was in a Roman prison, chained down. But God's word is not chained down. Wait, wait, I don't think you heard that. God's word is not held by chains. It's free. And therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect. I endure everything for passing the baton on to the next generation. I endure everything for the sake of you discovering the freedom that comes with Jesus. That you too, that they too might obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. First of all, he says about receiving it, realize what you are relaying to the next generation. You're not relaying successes. You're not relaying uh, an inheritance of money. You're not relaying pleasure. You're not relaying good times. You're not relaying longevity. You're not for sure relaying a disease or illness. You're not relaying anything related to this world to the next generation. What you give to the next generation is the eternal message of Jesus. And that's far better than anything else you could give them. You are passing the message. Now, the message is simple. I mean, you know this. 
If you've not known this, consider the greatness of this message and what it means to your life. Jesus, son of God, born of a virgin, you know, as a baby, God himself as a baby on earth. And then not only that, he lives the perfect life, experiencing everything that we go through and yet living an example of what it's supposed to be like to live without sin. And, and then he turns around and forgives and heals many to show us that with him comes all of the forgiveness and all the healing that you need in your life. And then he turns around after that and gives his life as in our place on the cross, dying for us in our place for the sins we've committed. You are forgiven. Listen again. You are forgiven by what he did for you on the cross. That's the good news. And to prove it, he rose from the dead three days later to say, you're not only forgiven, but I'm giving you a gift of eternal life. That's the gospel. And oh, by the way, I'm coming back to take you home. When you give somebody the gospel, you are giving them forgiveness and love and mercy and grace and hope and meaning and purpose and value and identity, and all the other things wrapped up inside of Jesus. You are giving them the greatest gift you could ever give them. So give it to them. Pass the gospel. With it goes with all the other things you want your kids and your family and your friends to have. But you've got to pass the gospel for them to hold on to it, to receive all of his favor and grace. Pass it. And just like Paul is trying to describe to Timothy, you know the greatest time in a relay race in the Olympics? You know what the greatest moment is? It, it really isn't the time the person crosses the finish line. It's not even the time that they pass the baton and succeed at passing the baton. It's certainly not the starting line. The greatest time in the Olympics, for me anyways, that I get to enjoy is when all four racers who won the race come together and are celebrating together that they won the race. In the 2012 uh, Summer Olympics, the women's team not only were favored to win, but they passed the baton well and broke a world record by a wide margin. They had run the race so well, passing the baton. And the, at the end of the a picture of that or the clip if you watch it on YouTube, you'll see them just jumping for joy with each other that they passed the baton and they won the race. And not only that, they got a world record doing it. It was awesome. Can you tell I like watching relay races? You know the time I feel like jumping for joy? I tell you many of them. The time when I, as a dad, watched my daughter give her life to Jesus and be baptized, I was, I was jumping for joy. The baton was passed. The time my granddaughter came up to me and said, I want to give my life to Jesus. Can you baptize me, Papa? Absolutely. Pass the gospel. And over and over again, watching person after person receive it and run and passing it along. My favorite thing at Journey, my absolute favorite thing at Journey is not when I get to baptize somebody, but when I get to see you baptize somebody because then I'm living out 2 Timothy 
chapter 2, verse 2, that I've received it and passed it to you, and you're passing it along to somebody else. That's the joy of the gospel, because it's not about us. It's about the gospel, and the more we see it passed, the more we know that we're fulfilling the will of God. The baton is the blessing. The grace is the gift and the win. And I promise you someday, you'll look back on your life and it won't be how big your bank account is or how many years you lived or what you gained in life or all the experiences you have in some storybook or some photo album. You'll look back on your life and realize someday that the most important thing in my life is that my kids, my grandkids, my friends, my family members know Jesus and will be in eternity with me. That's what matters most. It's not about the runners. It's about the baton of the gospel. So who has God brought into your life that needs to hear about Jesus? It probably is family members, but there's other people as well. And that's why I gave you a baton today. Not only who you've received it from, but who are you passing it along to? Write their names on there. For me, it's my brothers and sister, friends, people I know in Tracy, family members, grandkids, or great-grandkids. There are people surrounding my life that I want to make sure they know about Jesus. And there are people in your life too. You've been given a gift. You've been given the good news of Jesus that saves you. Receive it, run with it, and hand it off. Relay it to the next. That's your calling in Christ. And maybe this will be a reminder to you every day that you've been given a race to run. Run it well. Don't drop the baton. Pass it on. Friend, if you're sitting there and you realize you've never received Jesus into your life, today could be your day. I'm offering you the gospel. All you have to do is confess him as your Lord. Receive his gospel and start to run. Some of you, you've been running the gospel race for a while, but you may have dropped the baton along the way. Jesus offers you the grace again. He's ready for you to run again. You just kind of pick it up and start over. And for all of us, there's another person down the road a Scott McFarlane, one like you, who's counting on us to pass the gospel. 
Don't deny them their eternity. Run well. Jesus, today, it's all about that baton. The baton of your grace, of your mercy, of your story that we pass on to change lives. Help us to receive it and to run, to follow, to pass it on well. You're counting on us. We're counting on you. So help us not to drop that baton, but to pass it on. Thank you for your gift. And we praise you today and want you to get all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Journey Christian Church Podcast. If you would like to support us as we pursue God and love people one at a time, please consider a tax-deductible donation by visiting journeycc.net slash giving.